0: Hey sisters, Christy here from Book Club Sisterhood. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. This is where we share our weekly book discussions with you so you can listen while multitasking or enjoying your favorite drink and reading along with us. I hope you enjoy this discussion. Let's grow. Hey sisters, I'm Christy, co-founding sister of Book Club Sisterhood. Welcome to our last night of the hard good by Lisa Whittle. Um, This book is about showing up for God to work in you when you want to shut down. This has been a really good book. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's just a lot of good stuff in here. She makes some really good points. Um, It's really good. And I think tonight's going to be good too. Um, So we're starting on page 186, which is in the middle of chapter eight, because these chapters are very long. So the way we split it up from week to week um, is a little different than we normally do. Next month we're back to normal and I have the book here. I'm going to show you. So I have to make you wait till the end though. Um, One quick announcement though. uh, We are not having book club next week. I have a meeting for VBS at church and there's five Tuesdays in May. So we'll just take a break for a week. I mean, PJ is on vacation. So we have to, you know, take a break, right? PJ can't be here. Everybody else, sorry, it's canceled. (laughs) All right, so chapter eight is about opening your heart again when it's been hurt um so she begins this chapter which we discussed last week but i'll kind of briefly go over it again um about being depressed they had closed a church her and her husband they had started a church um and it didn't quite work out so they had to close the church and she watched him go through a lot of heartache and in turn she went through a lot of heartache um and she's talking about kind of trying to open your heart back up after something like that happens. Cause it's really easy to shut down. And like I said, the, the, what do you call this? Like the, the, not the name of the book, but the, what am, why am I missing my words tonight? Like the sub subtitle, I guess. Anyway, it says showing up for God to work in you when you want to shut down. So definitely, you know, when you've been hurt, you kind of want to close off your heart and shut down. So we talked last week about, um, trying not to do that. so we're going to pick it back up on page 186 under the heading of good. Um, and she starts talking about not letting your past limit who God wants you to be. So those hurts that are coming up in the past or kind of sticking with you, we can't let that limit us. God uses our hard times to teach others from our struggles. We talked about that last week too. You know, maybe there's a reason you had to climb that mountain and go through that hard thing. Um, God turns everything for good. Um, So this kind of made me think like, if you could save someone from being hit by your train, like you were standing right there and you're able to grab them and get them out of the way and save their life, you would do it, right? I mean, I think (laughs) we're mostly decent people. I think we would grab the person and get them out of the way. So why wouldn't you want to stop someone from getting run over by the pain that already ran over you? kind of the same concept you know you if, if you've gone through it and you know what they're feeling maybe you can help them sidestep the pain a little bit maybe not all the way but kind of help them understand kind of what they're going through um i know it's hard to share your personal life even if it's one-on-one or in a group like this you know it, it's still hard sometimes um i think we talked about last week or the week before about you know letting giving yourself time to grief the hard thing that you're doing or going through and letting that settle before you start trying to help other people. Me. But eventually you're going to get to a point where you're like, man, if I share my story, this might actually really help them. And that's, you know, being brave and taking that step to do that. Um, it's very freeing to know that something you suffered through could help somebody. And I hope that the stories that I've shared in here have helped some people I've gotten, you know, when this first all started, I got several messages like, wow, thank you for doing this. Like, this was really cool. Um, You know, I I hear you guys that are live here. You know, I mean, there's a reason you keep coming back, right? Because we have really good conversations and it's, I think it's helpful to hear other people's stories and what's going on in their lives. Um. But when you've gone through a struggle, it really can be hard to open yourself back up again. On page 188, she says, a powerful way of opening your heart again is to completely give the next steps over to God. And that's, you guys know that's hard for me, (laughs) giving up control to God when I think I can take care of it better myself. It's, It's a challenge to not pick it back up and try to run with it, right? I can do it better. I laid it down for God. He didn't do it quick enough. Let me pick it back up and try again. But we have to, I have to stop doing that. Let me be clear. I have to stop doing that. Um, On page 193, she lists four steps that we can take to move forward. Um, The first one is acknowledge. And she says, in many ways, bringing them into the light helps eliminate the shadows. Um, I don't know all the steps of AA, but I think or at least the grieving process. You know, you have to acknowledge what you're going through, like acceptance, right? You have to accept what happened. Um, Assess is the second one, where you are and where your pitfalls are. So kind of just look around you. Um, That's something that EMS and cops are trained to do is look at the environment around the thing that happened. Like, is there gas burning at the scene? Like, don't walk in to that, seen until the fire is taken care of, you know, kind of assess your surroundings, assess where you're at. Um, number three is keep giving it to God. Um, she says, you'll, you'll have to continue to give God your hard things over and over again. Sometimes, I mean, you just have to every single day say, God, take this. It's yours. I I give you full control. Like I trust you. Sometimes it's, it's an hourly thing. Sometimes it's minute by minute, but just keep giving it to him it may not, it's, it's not going to be your timing. It's going to be his timing. And that frequently does not line up with our timing, right? And never works out the way we think it should. Um, number four is live your life forward. She says, look forward to what God has for you. So that kingdom focus, that looking to the future and remembering that things that are happening here on earth are not permanent. This is, this is temporary, we're aliens i had that conversation with my eight-year-old you know he was talking about you know what if aliens were on this planet i said what if we were the aliens (laughs) he was like what no we don't have like 10 eyes we don't have a funny looking eyes like listen so i like explained the whole heaven is our home we're here temporarily and then we're gonna go back home um he was like huh yeah but we didn't come here in a spaceship and i you know I gave up. I'll try again when he's older. Guess we'll have to we'll have to wait till his brain develops a little bit more. But I just thought that was funny that he thought that we should have you know ten eyes and arrive on a spaceship. That's the only aliens that he's aware of. So um, Psalm one thirty nine thirteen says, "You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb." And I think it's very appropriate. Like he knew us before. He knows every single thing about you. He has numbered the hairs on your head. He doesn't know how many there are. He knows that if you lose a hair in the shower, that's number 183. Like there is a number assigned to each hair on your head. It's not just, he knows the total number. He knows them each individually. He knows each cell of your body because he created you. He put all those pieces together exactly how they wanted them to be together. Um, you know, nothing here on earth could ever alter God's plan. If He created heavens and the earth, wouldn't He be in control of them? It, it's hard because sometimes then you're like, I'm I, letting my circumstances control God. Um, you know, God can't fix me. I'm too broken. Or God can't make this work. It's too complicated. Genesis one, one says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Like I said, he created heaven and he created the earth. How could he possibly not be in control of it? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. He knows where you're going. He's given you the future that you have. He has already walked that for you. He's been there already if you're not, if, if you're not dead, God's not done, you know, he's got a plan and a purpose for you. I love Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Love it. Um, it's one of my favorite things. But, um, oh, I guess I missed reading the part in the, in the book that went with all those things I just said. So it's on page 195. Um, none of us has the power to fix a heart. We did not create And then a few lines down, she says, but I know there's no case too hard for your creator. So that went with all those things I just said. So rewind, (laughs) pretend I said that first. Anyway, Um, So we're going to move on to chapter nine, saying I'm sorry first, which she, she goes into a story about her friend and they had a disagreement and she thought her friend should apologize first, but she really felt. God kind of impressing on her heart, like you need to go apologize. Um, She waited a whole year, but she finally did something that felt hard, right? She finally apologized. On page 200, she says, we can feel the weight of something hard at the same time we feel the assurance it is good and right. So she knew that apologizing was gonna be hard, But at the same time, like she hears God whispering in her ear, like you need to do this. So it must be right. If God's telling you to do it, just like we can hold both joy and sorrow at the same time, it seems like they're opposites, but it's, it's possible to hold both those things. Like it's right. And it's hard and that's okay. On page 201, she says, saying, we're sorry. First may not bring us the redemption we hope and expect, but it will restore us to a sense of peace. So we do what we're capable of, and then we give the rest to God. It's not, may not work out the way that you think it should. They may not say, oh, hey, thanks for apologizing. You know what? I've been, it's been brewing on me too. I'm sorry too. Like, let's restore this friendship. That didn't work out that way for her. The girl she apologized to was super uncomfortable and like, ended up leaving the conversation without saying a whole lot else. I think from the way she talks about it, that's not what she hoped for or expected, but she's still going to have that sense of peace because god is saying okay you did your part now let me handle the rest so when we give it over to him it's a huge weight off your shoulders on page 202 she says without our ability to acknowledge and own wrongdoings god can never do in us all he wants to do so self-reflection is really important just like the parable that Jesus uses, um, how are we supposed to get the fleck out of our friend's eye when we have a whole log in our own? It's, you know, we got to take care of the things that we've done wrong and look at our lives and see where we're sinning. Um, we have to take care of our problems before we can help other people. I like the example she gives on page 204 and 205 of the refrigerator that was thrown in her dad's creek out back um it created an impasse so she's talking about when you're at an impasse so this refrigerator caused a blockage in the creek so everything backed up and i guess caused a bunch of problems on her dad's property i think it was her dad's property um so they had to get rid of the refrigerator they had to clear the path and that's what happens when we don't forgive you know those feelings get built up inside of you and you're carrying all this baggage and all this the stuff is weighing you down that you're not meant to carry and then you have nowhere to go you know, all those feelings just bubble up inside of you on page 206 she says the person who knows they have done everything they can to make the relationship right is the person who will sleep best at night and that's the same thing as she was saying you know do what you can and then let god handle the rest if we do everything in our power to heal the relationship then let god handle the rest of the healing It's easy to relax knowing your creator is in control. Um, It's also hard to accept that sometimes, but you can get there. (laughs) Um, On page 208 toward the bottom, it says it's crucial that we pray for the Holy Spirit to help us have clear eyes to see the situation as it is and not how we have spun it. So just like looking at ourselves in the mirror, we rarely see the beauty that God created in us. Right. Because you see all the flaws. When you look at yourself, you just see everything that's not right. How your face isn't symmetrical and your hair's not looking good, or whatever it is that you pick out that you don't like about yourself. God created you exactly how you're supposed to be. And when we can't see our situation with clear eyes, we can't see the beauty that God has in it. We can't see how amazing this hard thing is going to end up being for our life on page 211 she says death to flesh results in abundance of life that is god's equation so i searched for the right verse and i found romans 8 6 it says so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace so if we let the holy spirit take over We're going to have that abundant life um carlos whitaker talked about that in enter wild one that we read a few months ago um you know wanting that abundant life because sometimes we feel like we're just barely making it through the day but god wants us to have this abundant life where we're thriving and growing and becoming who god wants us to be but it's hard to do that when your sinful nature has control of your mind so we have to give that over to the holy spirit On page 212, she says, we die to the need for others to get on board with our apology when we trust God for the development of character that is at play in us and through us. God wants to mold us into the person he needs us to be, but we have to let him. Um, We have to stop trying to need other people to understand that. On page 215, she says, um, There's five points there that she makes. And one of them stuck out to me. She says he went first. So we would see a picture of what it is like to release people who don't deserve to be released and know it is possible. He forgave his tormentors as he hung on the cross. He asked God to forgive them. That is probably one of the most ridiculous things I have ever read in the Bible or heard anywhere. Like why on earth, hanging on the cross, being tormented You're going to ask God to forgive them in the middle of your torture. That sounds ridiculous, right? Who would want to do that? But that's a perfect example of how we need to forgive. He loved them even as they were killing him. You know, can we forgive and love like that? Our human nature fights hard against that. But Jesus gave this example for us to strive towards. So we have to at least try, right? On page 217, she says, but the decision to follow the example of Christ is holding the hard and the good. Okay, I'll try it again. But the decision to follow the example of Christ in holding the hard and the good is the one that will make you most like him. So we have to be like Jesus. We have to be forgiving and caring and loving even to the people that are currently hurting us. We have to show Jesus to them. It says in Romans 5, 8, while you were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I think that says it all because we were sinning and basically, I mean, we were tormenting him, right? But he forgives us too. We can put ourselves in that position. God forgave us, even though he hung on a cross for us, he still forgave us. So we have to forgive. All right, chapter ten, the last chapter. It's called welcoming change. I love change. Change is always fun and exciting. Well, technically, good change, right? I mean, we don't ever want bad things to happen. But Um, she talks about delivering both a kidney stone and a baby in the year two thousand. The kidney stone was just hard. The baby, of course, was hard. Good. I guess he baked for about nine days longer than his due date and was quite large when he came out. So she was uh not enjoying that experience, but the good of having that sweet baby as soon as it was over. <coughs> she said that was totally worth it. Um and I'd have to agree. Having my kids was not the most fun experience in my life, but having them in my arms after was totally worth it. On page 222, she says the risk of living in either the just hard or the just good is we would never learn the fullness of leaning on God. That's why life has ebb and flow. You know, we can't always be on top of the mountain or always be in the valley. God wouldn't have a chance to show us his glory if we didn't see both sides. Um, I mean, if you sat in just the hard all the time, how depressed would that be? How depressing would that be? that would be terrible. But then the same token, you know, pride can overtake you if you're always on top of the mountain and you're always just enjoying all the great things of life. Pride can take over and God doesn't want that either. It's not about us. It's got to be about him. And to help us understand that we have to be able to lean on him. So in the valleys is when you're going to lean most on him. Um, I'm going to try to remember the words, but the Torin Wells song, Hills and Valleys, he says, um, on the mountain, I will bow my life to the one who put me there in the valleys. I said it backwards. Um, (laughs) I need to look up these songs before I try to tell you the lyrics to them, um, in the Valley. Um, basically like you look up to God in the valleys because you know that he is your strength, um, because you're weak and you can't do it on your own. But then also on the mountaintops, you have to bow your life to him because he put you there. He put you on top of that mountain and without him, you wouldn't be there. So, recognizing that and being humble enough to be able to say that um, is what we have to do. On the top of page 224, she says, God has already decided you are a someone, and he already has a great purpose built in your life. And I love this example that she gives. It's just below that it says, it's an unnecessary scramble a bit like trying to hurry to and get your reservation in for a table at a restaurant when your friend beat you to it and your name is already on the list. God already put you on the list. He's already saved you a table. But we have a choice whether to show up for the reservation or not, right? On page 228, she says, you get to decide if your struggles will drive you to be used by God or drive you more into your own world be used by God. You didn't ask for my advice, but here it is. Be used by God. Trust him with your whole life because he will not let you down. There's been so many times that I've had to completely give everything I have over to him because I just, I can't do it anymore. I got to the bottom of that valley and I'm like, I'm out. I got nothing left. I, I can't do this without you. And I hand everything over to him and he took care of it. This life is hard. It, that's, there's no secret to that. And she says on page 230, but God is in this and the next this and every this. Will we welcome his tender hand to change us in this process? You know, this situation, that situation, he's in it. Um, it's funny, I just read a fiction book by terry blackstock and it was actually three books but the theme of that is the investigator that's chasing this girl that didn't do what they think she did um but he's trying to find her and he does find her at one point and he tells her like you need to trust god look for god in the situation so she starts doing that and she's like you know god provided this shadow for me to hide in so that i didn't get caught by the bad guy because like The investigator is trying to find her, but then also, so is this bad guy coming after her. Um, So, you know, God provided a car exactly where she needed it. So she could get away or a shadow for her to hide in or whatever it was. She started looking for God in every single situation, even though she's on the run, she's trying not to get killed. And she's in this terrible situation. Her advice to her, his advice to her is to look for God and everything. And I think that's amazing advice. I love Terry Blackstock. If you guys like mystery and suspense and thrillers and stuff, Terry Blackstock is amazing. She has so many great books. I've read a ton of them. Um, I've read two just in the last like week and a half. <laughs> it's um it's the if I run series, is what I was reading. So it's if I run, if I'm found, and if I live. That's the three books. And they and they go into each other very nicely. So maybe you could read those on your vacation, TJ. <laughs> hey you are good um so and i do want to say like through my experiences i can absolutely tell you that choosing jesus is always better there's never going to be anything better than living life with him um on page 232 she says without his change you won't be able to do hard things either but with it We can become the people we are truly meant to be, you know, without God, I don't know how I'd make it through the day. Excuse me. And if being with him means things have to change, then let's go. I'm ready because I know with him, I can do anything. I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me by myself. I would never be able to get through the day, but because I have God to lean on and I know that he's going to hold me up. I can do anything. God is so good, guys. I really, I really hope this book has inspired you to lean on him and show up when you want to give up or uh, show up when you want to shut down. If I'm going to quote the subtitle of the book correctly. (laughs) All right. I've been so excited to read this book and I feel like it's finally the right time to do it. I think you guys are going to be blown away by it. Um, it's, I I love following these ladies on social media. Um, I'm in their group and they're awesome. Um, their group is called, she works his way. And so is their book. So it's an amazing, they're, they're just amazing. Um, the subtitle of this book is a practical guide for doing what matters most in a get things done world. And I haven't read this yet, but knowing them and knowing the things that they put out in the group um this is going to blow us away uh chapter one is called his story over our story chapter two is his way versus my way um and lisa whittle wrote the foreword is not funny i was looking at that today and their foreword here and i looked to see who wrote it and it was lisa whittle who we just read so there you go she thinks they're awesome too so they must be really good um but basically they're the chapters are about like culture says, and then he says, so God says, so it's, it's helping you to see the difference because sometimes it can be blurry and confusing. So chapter one is his story over our story. Culture says life balances the solution. God says I am the solution. So to give you a little preview, um, but don't go buy it yet because I'm going to pick one person in our Facebook group and I'm going to give away a copy because I actually have two so okay. i thought i would send one person um a book so i'm gonna post something in the facebook group tomorrow so don't go don't go buy your book yet um i'm gonna give away one copy of this book because i love it so much and i have two so i want to share um are you gonna so, post,
1: are you gonna post it
0: yeah yeah i'm gonna post it in the facebook group tomorrow um and tell you what to do so
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and we don't have book club next week So that's why I decided to do the giveaway because we have an extra week and I'll send it, I'll I'll announce it um, the winner probably this weekend. That way everybody can have time to buy their book if they need to, so. All right, well, that's the end of this book. So
1: hope you guys enjoyed
0: it, this is The Hard Good by Lisa Whittle. And um, if anybody has prayer
1: requests, if you wanna share those. She doesn't have all of her colon, so it's not a bag but it is kind of i don't know how to describe it well it's back and then she's got she went in to see the doctor the uh the doctor thought she was having dementia. okay Hmm. that's bad anybody else Well, we're gonna play and we can make the trip, okay, to Virginia.
0: Yeah, now let's go back to Virginia and Johnny's driving her. So we'll pray for traveling mercies.
1: When do you leave? I leave Saturday. Okay. Yeah. And I come back in October. Okay. Yeah. And you'll be retired by the time I come back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we have to get together. Yeah, it'll be fun. i have be looking for that. This uh, It didn't happen. We'd be busy, busy, busy. Yeah, maybe next time. I'm not busy tomorrow. So, yes, I'm too busy. I got to watch tomorrow, but looks, you, guys can,
0: you guys can hang out.
1: I'm not busy either.
0: <laughs> You're just a little far away.
1: <laughs> I
0: know where Christy lives. Yeah. He
1: lives right around where I used to live. Yep. Sure do, but when I come back, we're gonna do that. Yes, we better. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do that. Okay. Shows one day when uh, yep, us, us ladies can get together. Absolutely. All and, right, and I'll come down too. Yeah. Oh, and ahead yeah. of time, and we can get together. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> we <laughs> ask her to come down, so we have a nice reunion. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. All of you
0: guys, I'm going to pray. Um, the internet is cutting in and out. So I hope you guys can hear me. Um, I didn't hear all of everything everybody just said. So hopefully dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this time that we get to spend together. Thank you for these ladies that show up and get to experience this fellowship together. God, we just, um, I just ask that you pour blessings on all of them. Lord, anyone that's listening to the podcast or this group post, God, I just pray over their lives. God, I just pray that you bless them and give them, you know, just shower them with blessings and your love. Lord, we pray for, um, Marilyn. She's having some medical issues. God, I just pray healing over her. Just reach out and touch her body and help her to be healed of her ailments. Lord, we pray that you restore her memory and help her to, um, have all of her, issues healed God. We also want to pray for Nella and Gianni as they travel to Virginia this weekend and also PJ is going on vacation. God, we just lift them up and ask you to keep them safe on their journey. God, we just, we love you. And we thank you so much for the opportunity to have a Bible in each of our houses and have these books to read and to lift you up in these meetings God I just pray that you will use the words that were spoken tonight and for your good God and I just pray over each life that is touched by this this video or this podcast God I just pray for them um and ask you to bless them Lord it's all in your name I pray amen
1: amen
0: all right guys I'll see you in two weeks on here um I'll be back
1: all right yay See, we oh, just God. we took a week
0: off for PJ's vacation. I wanted to be. I didn't want you to miss out. This is a really good book. so I didn't want you to miss out on. <laughs> That's
1: good, I do like them. Yeah. Natalie, right. I'm glad to see you. I um, you look good. Shall we? What? <laughs> Natalie you says good. you're good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> glad you're feeling well. well yeah. yeah i'm feeling better so yeah. we Man, prayed for day. you last night last week yeah sherry we prayed yeah. for you sherry, that's right. i, I, I know i watched her after that it. and
0: told her what i did
1: that was so funny <laughs> like i don't
0: know who sherry yeah i know i told her i was like i didn't even <laughs> realize it till afterward when pj called me on it like i totally didn't get it all right guys love you so much have a great Watch night. Good night you know, bye recap. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the BCS podcast. If you would like to chat with us, please join our community on Facebook, Book Club Sisterhood. And you can find us on Instagram as Book Club Sisterhood as well. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week. Let's grow.